Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the toy room. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 225 for the week of Wednesday, the 15th of June. I'm Ben, and ably assisting me with this episode are... Scott. Justin. And John. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and Davey Boys Toys, and of course, actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Play Arts Kai Rorschach 10-inch action figure, the SH Figure Arts Carmen Rider Spectre, and the DC Collectibles Babstar Batgirl statue. Good evening again, gentlemen. It's nice to get you all together to record a podcast. <laughs> wow. Good evening. How I, I, are we? I, I almost feel accused of not talking about podcasting. <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> I almost feel accused of delaying the start of this segment by uh, reciting useless TV <laughs> trivia. Half an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us, dear listener. Um, for you, this episode has been going for about 90 seconds. For me, it's been going for about half an hour. Oh, my gosh. So aside from looking up the death dates of actors from, you know, 70s TV shows, what have you been up to, Scotty? <laughs> Mostly that. Seriously, <laughs> if, if, if there was ever a, 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 I don't know, I retain useless entertainment trivia like nobody's business. It's, you know, kind of like who needs IMDb? It's all in my brain. Um <laughs> The, yeah, good. I was in Brisbane again this week, um, home in Melbourne this coming week. Hooray. And, uh, yeah, everything's all peachy keen here in the Scotty household. Excellent. You must have your routines down pretty well now for traveling to these cities. <laughs> yeah. My um, boss has been with me the last couple of weeks because we're doing a lot of uh, work up in Queensland, and he was impressed by my like local knowledge because he was staying in a different hotel and I was like, oh, now there's good coffee around the street from that hotel. You just got to ask for this person. <laughs> <laughs> All sussed out. Yeah. It's good. Routine makes things much easier. Oh, it, it does. It makes the the travel um, thing a lot easier because you kind of know it feels a bit more homey. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. All yeah. Good. But re- going to be at real home this coming weekend. That's always the best. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I managed to get rid of my man flu and hand it over to Justin. Are you uh, hanging in there, buddy? Yeah, suffering this week uh, <laughs> with the old man flu for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's got me. It's got yeah. me. It won't let go. <laughs> it won't let go. Uh, How are you going in terms of eliciting sympathy from family members? Uh, zero to point one percent. Oh, that's not good at all. Well, this no. is yeah. The, the guy with the wife who had the like you know snapped in half leg and everything, right? So that would. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. Her, her leg's terrible at the moment. It looks like the screw is one of the screws is coming out. Oh, gross! Specialist, ah, specialist ah, this week again. Yeah, ah, it's not very good at all at the moment. Ah, uh, let's talk about puppies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's not good. Just give it a couple of turns. It'll go back in. Ah. <laughs> sure. 
I suggested a big magnet. <laughs> yeah. I don't think turning it's going to help you. No. I can, I can imagine you'd just be a font of sympathy, Justin. You'd have all these helpful <laughs> slash dad joke suggestions. and Yeah, yeah. I get slapped a lot. <laughs> I feel Justin like probably deserved, yeah, yeah. Lots of sympathy from the teenage daughter. Dad, yeah. are you okay? Yeah, I'm feeling not too bad. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, good. Can you drive me to such and such? Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And Mr. John, how are you, sir? Well, um, I thought that I was going to be late this morning because I thought every morning this week, whenever I've taken the dogs out, there's been a bunny in the yard. And, and Spencer, uh-huh. is, oh my Spencer is like the great rabbit hunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this morning, a, a new event, it was like Pacific Rim. We had a double event. Um, so uh, there were two rabbits in the yard and two dogs. and <laughs> <gasps> One went through the the hole in the fence, but the other one kind of had to stop and wait for it to get through. So yeah. Spencer kind of caught up, and uh, yeah, there was there there was some chaos going on out there. <laughs> At one point, the second one stopped, and Spencer ran by it. And I thought, oh, good. <laughs> and then he turned around and saw it, and I was like, oh, damn it! <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> Zoe's idea, though, of chasing rabbits is if she sees a rabbit, she'll run to where it was. Oh. Even if it's moved on, she just goes to that spot. It, it was there. Okay. And then she'll see where it is, and then she'll run to that spot. And <laughs> you better hope that they're, uh, you never have to rely on them as hunting dogs. Well, yeah. Spencer, Spencer's the one that I worry about because he can actually catch and you know, mm. dispatch rabbits, unfortunately. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah, we had a dog that was a chicken um, menace, like... Where we used to live in Sydney, we had a couple of neighbors that had chickens, and uh, if they ever got out, good night, nurse. It was mm. like, you know, before, before you could do anything, just like, you know, and not, it's just that kind of, she had, you know, like, it was a Kelpie fox terrier cross, and it wasn't like menacing, I want to kill you. It was just like, oh, I have to catch this thing, and oops, I broke its neck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I think that's what Spencer is, too. I mean, he's, you know, a Yorkie, so he's got that terrier. Hey, this is a, a rodent. It's my job, mm. to, you know. Yeah, yep. it's just kind of been bred into him, you know. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, the delights of pets. My um, my previous dog, uh, for long time listeners will probably remember Meat Grinder. Um, Aww. he, uh, yeah, I miss him dearly. He was so good with the the bird community uh, around <laughs> here that I would take him out for a walk and I could take him off the lead and there would be magpies in the grass and he would trot past within a couple of metres of them and not give them a second look and then they did the same thing to him. So I ended up with this really good reputation amongst the avian community that I could actually go out walking in spring and not get swooped by magpies. Like, they would just ignore us. And our new pup, Daisy, she's the same breed, only a girl, she chases everything, and I can just feel my standing being eroded with, you know, every uh, every fierce barking charge that she goes through. So, yeah, I came home the other day, and there was a pile of feathers in the backyard. So <laughs> I'd, I'd say I'm well and truly in the doghouse. So spring will be fun, running for our lives. Uh. All right, but we've got no, pl- no plovers here anymore, which is good. Yeah, I was about to say that. I told you my story before about how it was Father's Day about two years ago when it kicked the soccer ball into the middle of the oval and um, went, oh, I'll just go and get it. And the kids were surrounding me and the plovers dived by me. 
and one got the top of my ear. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, that, that's my ball. <laughs> uh, uh, I went back and got an umbrella <laughs> and picked the ball up. But geez, I were just like going for the top of the umbrella. There's video of it. We've got it here. It's my daughter cackling her head off until <laughs> they decide, oh, all right, we can't get him because he's under the umbrella. Let's attack her. Oh, and they no. started dive, dive bombing her. <laughs> <laughs> so a cackle just turns to like instant fear within, you know, <laughs> 10 seconds. Hilarious. They're a dreadful bird. Oh, oh, I hate them. But also they, um, like, I don't, I don't understand how a, a bird that makes its nest just on the ground yeah. um, has survived. Like, <laughs> I worked at a school where every September holidays would come back and there'd be a plover nesting on the school oval. Mm. And then you have to kind of keep the kids away from it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's the exact same at our, at our kids' school. Um, you know, and, and the week before, we saved one of the baby, uh, a plover's baby, a baby from the gutter. It couldn't get back up the gutter uh-huh. to its, to its <laughs> mum and dad. That'd give you some street cred. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the plovers would know to, you know, hey, that dude's all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're totally tight with that guy. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. What's what's up, J-Dog? Yeah. I was like, the deal's off. You know, like uh, George. <laughs> and the squirrels. <laughs> was it the pigeons or the squirrels? I can't remember. Uh, oh, who knows? Anyway, after that animal intro, maybe we should actually get on with this show and uh, talk about some articulated news. Okay. What's that? The Digimon adventure continues with Digimon action figures, trading cards too. Digimon! Each sold separately from Bandai. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Justin, one of our old friends, has moved on. Yeah, it would appear there was a bit of a press release this week and Scott Knightley is now, I think it was a, a not a brand manager, but a marketing something, something, something of a <laughs> company by the name of uh, Jada Toys. Now, my only introduction to these, they released some, I believe it's the same company from the recently released uh, Batman vs. Superman. And I actually okay. picked up two of these. I picked up oh. the um, the armored one and the um, the normal Superman. Oh, no, I picked up three. Sorry. I got the Wonder Woman one as well. I just remembered. So these are like the um, the die-cast four-inch figures. And it would appear that they've got a following Funko with the scattergun sort of licensing deal. <laughs> so when I go to um, Big Bad Toy Store and seeing the upcoming releases of uh, figures, we've got uh, figures from Ghostbusters, uh, Suicide Squad. Um, looks like the Turtles are uh, joining, the, joining the gang as well. And there's a lot of Marvel product as well. So there's sort of like these... What would you say, uh, elongated or um, mm. uh, yeah, this kind of s- stylized big head? Yeah, the vinyl without the massive head, <laughs> uh, pop vinyl <laughs> rather, without the massive head. And <laughs> the difference is these are metal die cast, and uh, there's a cute looking um, stay far, stay far from marshmallow man, and a few others here. I, I, I can't see me going any further than those three that I collected because you know, 
pop vinyl is king, I think, in this in this four inch uh, market. But you know, some of them look pretty snazzy and cute. But I don't know. Hey, this... They look like some of them have articulation. Sorry, John. I don't. I, I've looked at these in stores a couple of times, and I, I showed them to to Mrs. Nerd. I was, I was like, "Well, they're metal." And I'm like, "Here, if you'll wait in the box." And she's like, "Oh yeah." She's <laughs> like, "Why would they do that?" <laughs> it's cheaper than plastic. How um, yeah. how expensive are they in Australia? What sort of price point? I think mine were like uh, eighteen dollars around that mark. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. See, I was thinking that the. Batman one, the uh, Batman v Superman ones were more than eleven bucks here. I thought they were like sixteen. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. The um, shoulder joints give you the impression that they have articulation. So unless it's just where they're simply joined on as part of the manufacturing process, or they do actually have hmm. a, a cut joint in the shoulder. Some some appear to, and some don't. Yeah, do you know? So tr- yeah, I haven't even opened mine. <laughs> okay. Wow. I kept almost a minted packet for some reason. It's almost as if we need someone to review one shortly. Sure, okay. Next week I could uh, do that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott Knightlick, um, who has been a guest on this show, um, was at Jack's Pacific. I didn't mm. hear that he had left. I don't know if that was kind of like an all-in-one announcement. Um, Jada Toys uh, doesn't seem like they had at least what I can see, um, do stuff other than this diecast metal. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, because he was he was all gung ho about the um, you know the the huge oversized figures. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He was pimping those to no end, and while well, we got a, a stack of Star Wars ones, I haven't seen a huge amount of stuff around. Huh. Some of the wrestling ones, because a, a, a lot of Jada. Um, stuff is like cars, you know, like, like mm, that, that mm. sort of thing. Like they've got a Fast and the Furious line and um, stuff like that, and then they do Hello Kitty kind of yeah, stuff. Okay. So it'll be mm. interesting to see where um, you know this fits in there. Obviously, they've got a lot of licenses, so there you mm. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And speaking yeah. of his former employers, <laughs> so moving on to. Uh, your favorite and my favorite uh, collector site, maddiecollector.com. <laughs> and, uh, you know, home of what, what was the slogan? Something about where the oh, collector, collector is, is king. king. That's uh, it. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Have a uh, brief overview of some of these and I'm going to go through them. So the first on the list is the um, DC Comics Multiverse Suicide Squad and Joker and Panda 2 pack. So mm. getting a bit of a spoiler, I guess, there. So. Forty bucks available on on site. So these obviously for the um, for the con, but um, this figure online has met with quite a bit of der- derision. Oh. Or, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, mostly because it looks like ass. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's not ass, ass. Even the panda's yeah. freaking me out because it doesn't have pupils. <laughs> but the thing I like about the pupil it appears that it's flocked. So. Mm. Or, but isn't this know. just the um, isn't this just the rabbit figure that came out in the WWE line and it's just got a new yeah. head reuse? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, look, I'll give Maddie credit for something which is rare. And as someone who has been to the San Diego Comic Con, the um, collection of their exclusives uh, is a breeze, an absolute mm. breeze. You you pay for it all online before you go. You take your receipt. 
you stand in line for t- no more than 10 minutes, uh, you walk up and hand it to them and they grab you a big bunch of stuff, stick it in a bag and hand it to you. And that's it. It's done. As opposed to the debacle that is Hasbro. So, yeah. But anywho. All right, moving down the list, there's some Hot Wheels stuff here. I don't know how much you guys want me to get into this, but there's a Harley Quinn Suicide Squad. Uh, well, I guess that's some sort of, uh, what would you say here? It's a car on a bandage <laughs> or something yeah, like it's, that. It's, it's meant it's to replicate strange. her being suspended in a cell. Yeah, well, that's what I was, well, that's what I thought. No, 25 bucks for a little car, so mm. there you go. Um, this one, this one's reaching if I've ever seen it. So there's the next one we go, the Hot Wheels, uh, Daredevil versus Punisher, uh, $30 on site once again. So we basically have a rooftop battle between two Hot Wheels cars <laughs> on a, on a building in a bit of a Perspex case. So uh, my comment knowledge is... man drive. Yeah, <laughs> Scent of a woman. Oh, yeah. Cappuccino. Yeah. I think my comic knowledge is letting me down here because I can't remember the issue where the Punisher was driving that thing around. So mm. I, I think, a van. What? He does, yeah, his battle van. I can see what they've done here where the top of the car is clearly a skull, but it looks like it's predominantly white, which just looks a bit awkward. Mm. I would have thought that it would be entirely black except for the skull. Anyway, I don't know why I'm critiquing it because it's so far out of my... About wheelhouse, yeah. Uh, next one's a lot better. Yeah, next one's Hot Wheels Star Trek uh, Buick Riviera vehicle. Uh, so $20 on site, online, it says. Um, we got Spock leaning against the 64 Buick Riviera. Um, so this one is actually quite cool. You know, it's it's uh, it's a bit better than the other two, that's for sure. <laughs> the display base is quite massive. Uh, Spock leaning back on the Buick there, but, you know, once again, out of our wheelhouse, I guess. Um, I'm just wondering who is asking for this. <clears throat> I mean, it looks cool because I've seen the photo it's based on. But Yeah. yeah, And it and it has that Star Trek 50 logo on it, so they were probably trying to get something Star Trek out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they do, they do some other Star Trek-themed cars for Hot Wheels, so I'm sure they mm. just want something. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I like something. it. Yeah. <laughs> it is cool. Uh, Cubros, am I saying that correctly? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo versus Bebop Special Edition. Uh, so these are basically the eight bit, uh, sorry, eight bit take on uh, figures, almost like Lego. Uh, but Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, Bebop versus um, Leonardo. So you know, once again, uh, moving on to <laughs> basically the same thing with uh, Michelangelo versus Rocksteady. Twenty five bucks. It's meant to resemble some sort of what. Uh, computer graphics or something like that. So um, I'm not going to get into all these. There's a Halo, <laughs> Helio yeah. Skrill, $25, moving on. Um, now, this is the one where uh, people are really <laughs> pissed off. Thundercats, Wily Cat, and uh, Wily Kit and Wily Cat, I should say. Boom. So 60 bucks. Uh, you know, Mattel up to their old tricks again. Figures that everyone wants are going to be an exclusive, no guarantee of getting them after sale unless you want to go on eBay and pay ridiculous prices. Two characters that are, you know, must get to have an entire line. Uh, going on that, looks like it's a new sort of buck. The figures are really well done and, you know, for the 10% of people that are going to own them, um, good luck to them. I I almost red-carded them this week, but I'm yeah. so done with red-carding Maddie that I just... Yeah. 
I, I mm. have no energy left to, to say shit about them. Um, these look awesome. They, they look fantastic. I yeah. gave in and I subbed um, for the Thundercats. And, you know, my biggest concern, because there's only four figures in the sub, and, of course, you know, when you've got someone like Jackal Man, it's like, yeah, he's nice to have, but, you know, he's not exactly Panthro. Mm. Um it, it makes you nervous that the the subs won't have the legs to get all the, the core figures out. And I I can understand doing something like this if you put it through Matty Collector, uh, much the way they did with um, Buana Beast and Animal Man, etc., uh, and, and gave collectors the opportunity to get them. But having two key characters like this mm. as an SDCC exclusive, it's like, uh, uh, lemon rank pie. <laughs> yeah, it's um, poor form for sure because it's not uh, the, the the exclusives in. If you look at you know stuff like Masters of the Universe, etc., which isn't getting an exclusive this year, by the way, and people are freaking out. Um, the you know they're the things that uh, they're nice to have or they're kind of interesting you know versions of, but not necessarily. Uh, so, oh, actually, now that I say that, wasn't um. Orco, Prince Adam and Orco, an exclusive? Yeah, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You buy Orco and Prince yeah. Adam was hitting down the bottom of it. Yeah, but that was really readily available online afterwards oh, yes. as well. Yeah, um, so definitely. not not necessarily a rare thing. And, ho- I mean, I guess hopefully this will be the same. I don't know. I hope so too. I mean, it, it's happened in the past where, uh, for example, you know, we got Swamp Thing without the Unmen and, uh, mm-hmm. and the Wonder mm-hmm. Twins without the friggin' space monkey. Um, <laughs> so, you know, who knows? We might get a limited number through the website, but... Boo. Boo. Uh, moving right along, some Minecraft survival mode, Player One stuff, $15. You can basically buy a plain figure and you can buy some skins. I bet the best thing for this, sticker skins, I should say, that there appears to be some Master of the Universe uh, skins to put on top of this <laughs> Minecraft figures. Uh, my son... He's a Minecraft uh, aficionado, so I'm sure that he'd like something like this. But once again, sort of out of our wheelhouse. Moving on to the Barbie Amazon Princess Wonder Woman doll. $80 available online. It's a Barbie doll dressed as Wonder Woman. Moving on. It's not Monster. bad. I, think, I mean, it's I not think, bad. I think we covered yeah. the rest of these last yeah, year. Yeah, there's some Monster High stuff. Yeah. There's just the um one that's not in that particular news release that came out on Facebook, which was the... Uh, three and three quarter Wonder Woman and Invisible Jet, mm. um, which we don't have a lot of detail about yet. Um, it looks to me like the um, figure is the Wonder Woman from the Starro um, Infinite Heroes set. Mm. Um, yeah, it does. Because there was some conjecture online, people saying, is this six inch scaled? And people was a bit of back and forth, so. Yeah, I guess there's a Ghostbusters exclusive set. And if you go right down to the script, there's a katana um, from the DC um, Superhero Girls uh, line. $40. Yeah, she looks great. Pretty impressive. Can you imagine strutting down the hallway of your high school with a Naginata like that? (laughs) Imagine. Gigantic bladed weapon. <laughs> um, the other one that again, it's really not in our space because it's a Barbie thing, but I actually think it's quite cool. Is um, there's a, a Star Trek 50th anniversary um, Barbie, which is the green 
the, the Orion girl. Um, oh, I from, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some great looking stuff here. I mean, even the She-Ra is yeah. stunning. Like, and, I think she, she looks yeah. really good. But. And the packaging for the Star Trek one is amazing because it's got like an old style television set and mm-hmm. the, yeah, pretty groovy. Or there's a, just the last thing. There's a WWE Elite uh, figure Shockmaster as well. Um, anyone that was fans of WCW um, knows all about this television debut. Is basically, I think it was Earthquake um, with a new gimmick. He had a spray painted uh, Stormtrooper helmet. It was glitter, and he came out to make his big appearance, and he tripped over, and he fell, he fell <laughs> through the curtains. So this is like a tongue-in-cheek uh, release, and he's in package. He's upside down and back to front. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> well funny. done for Matty. They've, they've uh, got a sense of humour. <laughs> Depends. Uh, All right. So, yeah, well, we're done with Matty, I guess, now. So I'm going to move on to uh, SH Figure Arts line. I, with a I'm new just ready for Matty to die. Sorry. <laughs> uh, really. Oh. Yeah. That's regicide, man. Oh. You know. It's been all <laughs> 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 Where collector is killed, dies <laughs> <laughs> okay. a slow, painful death. Yeah. Um, SHA figure arts line with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, figure for Raphael and Michelangelo. So I can't remember. Did we talk about these a while ago? Um, I think there was some preview, teaser yeah. pictures or something. Yep. But um, yeah. anyway, some I think it- production shots here. Yep. I-, I can see myself buying these, not having. You know, not really having turtles. Um, Look, I've got the NECA, um, you know, classic box set um, with all the original red masks, etc. But not um, these, which I have up on my um, bookshelf at work. And whenever the people that I work with look at it, they go, how come there's four Raphaels in there? (laughs) (laughs) Send them to the sin bin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're like, you know, they're all 12, right? So, well, originally. (laughs) (laughs) If if I wanted the turtles in the six-inch scale, I think this is why I remember this. I would go for the Playmates one that they released because um, looking across now, apart from the pupils being that classic cartoon form, there's not much difference. And uh, if you go online, you're going to find them a hell of a lot cheaper. Articulation? Yeah, definitely. The same as figure arts? Yeah, basically. Really? Yeah, I'm looking across and at the pictures, um, there's not much difference. Mm. I tell you, there's been quite the resurgence with the Turtles. I mean, obviously helped by some terrible movies, but you're certainly spoiled for choice. I mean, we've even got Turtles coming out in in sort of 12-inch scale from a couple of different companies. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, just the price on these are going to be, um, you know, $63 uh, yeah, US each. Yeah, so available in summer and the height is six inches. Um, they, they come with some groovy um, accessories. And Michael Angelo's got like yeah. a bracket out of a turtle shell, um, you know. I don't know if he, he actually killed the turtle to make that grappling shell because that would, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, very distasteful. Take some of the... Uh, yeah. Um, they've got some great promo shots too. Yeah. They do. The, um, mm. the uh, if you look at somewhere like Premium Collectibles in Australia, they've got them listed pre-order for ninety dollars Australian, mm. um, which is not terrible as far as mm. the exchange rate prices go. So um, yeah, because they're saying this is a limited exclusive release for North America. So 
Yeah, know if that's import that's, done for you guys or? Yeah, I think the word exclusive isn't worth the uh, paper it's written on these days. Yeah. Hmm. All right, that's my last bit of news. Well, huh. thank you, sir. Might hand over to Mr. Nerd now. Yep, and this one kind of leaked out uh, a little earlier, but uh, it's the SDCC GI Joe Transformers. You know, obviously to um, get both of them together, it's kind of cool. And they've been doing these for a while, and this year it is um, a Rattler repainted as Autobot Power Glide, so he's all red, um, and then he has Scarlet with him. And then a Cobra Hiss with uh, Zartan, and that's to be Decepticon Soundwave. And this looks like a Hiss 2, maybe, I think. Um, so it's all purple and you know, looks like a, a tank. I thought they had done Soundwave before as a purple Hiss, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I thought that was an exclusive a different year. Yes. Um, I'm just agreeing. The, uh, so it sounds oh. like, you know. The, the Rattler in red looks really good. Um, I could actually see some people wanting that for their uh, their crimson team um, for Cobra and, and changing the logos and stuff on. I'm just loving the packaging. Like Those boxes it, are big it, too. Yeah, but, but like it, the box has got like cover art on it that looks like a comic book, um, which is so cool. In fact, I wonder if it is actually a was that a real comic? Was there a J.I. Joe and Transformers comic? There was, but I don't think that is an actual cover. I think that huh. is art for just specifically this release. I think what a clever way to get two different properties in one as yeah. exclusives. Now, if the, the two different fandoms actually got along, it would be yeah, better. Because <laughs> Besides the whole Civil War aspect to it, you know, I think it's very exciting. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, the, the Transformer fans are all like, well, I don't necessarily want all this G.I. Joe stuff. And G.I. Joe fans are, oh, I don't want to buy Transformers. You know, but Get over if it. anything, though, the uh, G.I. Joe fans make out because the Transformers don't actually transform. So <laughs> it's more G.I. Joe vehicles than anything. Well, he's hoping this leads to more goods. I mean, the fact that Hasbro owns both properties is very helpful. So uh, I'm hoping we see some Micronauts and ROM in the near future. Well, we, we can hope. Um, now the next thing is a giant robot as well, and uh, it is a Tamashi Nation's release of a Toy Story Chogogen uh, giant robot made from obviously the Toy Story characters. So think Voltron as the different characters from Toy Story. You got Slinky Dog, Ham, Rex, Bullseye, and Woody all coming together to make um, Woody Robo Sheriff Star. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, 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 I guess. Mm, amazing. I mean, I don't want it, but I'm just saying I think it's, mm, it's, really, it's mm. really clever. It'll look great in someone else's collection. <laughs> it's going to be out in November and it'll run you 169, 170 bucks. The design um, in this is phenomenal. Just and they're hinting that a buzzier, lightyear. Um, version will be coming as well. Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah, sorry it's, for the, it's, it's clever. Yeah, it is. It is. I was just thinking it's uh, the guy that had to actually sit down, the guy, the girl, you know what I mean, um, who actually had to sit down and design it uh, and keep all those kind of aspects in there. Like, you know, I can see Slink's body and there's a, a barrel in the middle of Bullseye there. And yeah, very impressive. I would think some of their, uh, their Power Rangers. Um, experience probably came into play here. Yeah. 
putting, putting the different swords together. So, um, really, that price for if they're six inch figures when they're you know untransformed, that's not that unreasonable for that kind of mm. thing. So, um, yeah, it'll be good. I, I'm sure some people will snap it up. I don't mm. imagine there'll be thousands of them out there, but you know, to each their own. And um, my last little bit of news here is Metasco. We talked about last week their 112 Collective uh, Space Ghost. And uh, this week they have shown off an Entertainment Earth exclusive, and it is the Glow in the Dark Space Ghost. Hmm. <laughs> Ghost that glows in the dark. <laughs> Works um, for me. I, yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> I know I can, in this in this computer room when I turn the light off, I've got a multitude of glow-in-the-dark figures that come up. So, oh, <laughs> hang on. We've got a glow-in-the-dark hater, don't we? Oh, do we? We do. Well, isn't there someone who's not a fan of glow-in-the-dark? I'm uh, thinking it was you, Scott. Uh, look, I mean, I glow-in-the-dark and translucent um, things for me are not necessarily my favourite, but <laughs> this is, I think, really cool. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about missing out on this. Like I will be getting the Space Ghost, um, but I don't feel the need to, uh, particularly since Entertainment Earth charges $3 billion to ship anything to Australia. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do not feel the need to get an Entertainment Earth exclusive. I feel like Entertainment Earth, you know, uh, it's like anything that's not in America, they're just like, oh, that must be very far away. That's an extra $5 million shipping. I don't know. In- Entertainment USA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for, some, for, some, for something with the Earth in the title, it's like, hello. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've done some comparisons where, like, I've put the same thing in uh, my shopping cart at, like, Big Bad and Entertainment Earth, and the difference in shipping can be, like, 50 or $60. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, last, the last two things I've ordered from them, I've got free shipping. Huh, I wonder why that is. U.S. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't need this, but I'm looking for what actually glows. Well, the illustration would appear to indicate that all of it glows. How do you? Yeah, I mean that's what the illustration shows, but how do you make that work? Yeah, (laughs) he's got a cloth costume on. Yeah, I'm skeptical. Well, I just did a check for you, Mister Scotty, and. so long as you just went one of the cheaper options like uh, USPS Priority Mail, um, you could get it shipped here for $51. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, well, carrying on with the 112 Collective theme, a couple of different things from Mesco. First of all, we knew already that there was a uh, – Commander Rogers version of Steve Rogers coming and it's now up for pre-order. It is a previews exclusive. Um, so that is, that's not a scary exclusive because your local comic shop should be able to get it for you. Um, it, and it'll also be at big bad toy store, etc. So I don't really understand the whole previews exclusive concept. I have a question about this. Yes. Is he of a clear shield? He does. It certainly does appear that the normally white bits of his shield are see-through. Um, now, in terms of that clear shield, wasn't this at a point in time when Buchanan Barnes was Captain America, and so he was getting around with his energy shield? Ah, so Bucky had the shield. There you go. Mm. 
There you Is go. that when he had the van with the motorcycle and he popped out right. the back? He's always kind of had that to a certain extent. Oh. Just comes and comes and goes. I was referring to the TV show. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, speaking of um, one twelve collective stuff and still sticking with Captain America, <laughs> Mezco also announced their 2016 convention exclusives um, this week and had some of them up for pre-order. So you can get the exclusives um, off of the Mezco website uh, shipping to the US only um, if you are not going to be at the conventions. And there are two 112 Collective exclusives, one of which is the Dawn of Justice Armored Batman, and the other is the Captain America Deluxe Classic version, which is, uh, I th- from what they're saying, going to be the only planned version of Classic Cap with earwings. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I see these. I don't think it fits well with this with the Captain America. I think they've uh, gone for that that robbery for the scale armor. Part, and then the cloth coming down. I don't think it looks good on this one. I'm not feeling this at all. Uh, it's awkward. It is very awkward. Like I, the cow feels awkward. Um, See, you know, I like, like it. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just I find the thing around his chin quite awkward. Uh, it looks yeah. like they've kind of got a combination of the Ultimates helmet with the classic. Cow yeah. going so, at once. Yeah, so there is a general release cap that is pretty similar to this, except it's got the more Ultimates type head. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, they're fudging a bit in terms of um, the classic version. It's certainly not a completely bespoke piece. Um, so, but they, I did see some QA on Twitter where. Um, there was a question about is this the only classic version we're going to get? And I mean, of course, they always at the time say, "Oh yes, you'll never get these again." Um, but that it does appear that if you want the wings, that you're going to have to work out how to well, get this. It's just very awkward because, uh, like Cap's Cap's mask doesn't actually cover his chin. No, it actually comes down under his jawline. And yeah, it comes down his cheekbones, and it continues on sort of underneath the jawline. So it's really exaggerated over the the chin with that kind of whole strap feeling from the Ultimates. So they've got this kind of weird amalgamation going, and it's yeah, it's not working for me. Mm. So. The, yeah, the, um, the Batman looks really good. However, yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I'm not sold on. But I, I'm obviously really excited about the One Troll Collective line. I'm definitely keen to have that classic cap just for the collection. Um, the Batman, like, I don't know if I really want to go as far as movie figures, but I, I really uh, like this a lot. Yeah, very good. And uh, then a couple of Kodobukiya items round out my news. And uh, the first one I'm actually quite excited about, and this is... Um, the a continuation of the um, Marvel Artifacts line with an amazing Spider-Man that looks very comic-y accurate. Um, so the Marvel line, unlike the DC line, which is a bit more well-rounded, the Marvel line has been uh, all kind of Marvel now 
focused and under the mm. Marvel Now banner. And this one isn't called Marvel Now. It's just because Marvel Now is now what Marvel then, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, so, um, so, but this is. Yeah, <laughs> but Marvel this is was. Yeah, Marvel was. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Marvel was. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you know, if you look back at the last one before this solicited was the Rogue, and that's all. It's all Marvel now. Where this mm. is just Amazing Spider-Man artifacts. So hopefully, this means that we are going to get more classic versions of the characters because I I love this scale and line. Um, it the, looks great. It does. It looks. It looks great. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yep, very excited about that. And also excited that the Superpowers Artifacts line is continuing with Hawkman. Yay! Um, so, this is the uh, yes, yes, yep, yes. same um, scale as the other Artifacts stuff. So, this is all one-tenth scale, and they've been revisiting Superpowers. This is Superpowers-inspired rather than, um, you know, slavishly accurate versions of the figures so we had a bunch came out um all at once uh superman batman robin flash green lantern um and then we've had a long break but they solicited aquaman and now hawkman so um i believe we are at least getting wonder woman on top of this i finally saw these in person at my local comic shop and was amazed at how big the boxes were so i'm just picturing how big the box is going to be for Hawkman. Really? I reckon he'd fit. Like, that's easy to fit, yeah. Yeah. The, mm. the thing that's, um, you know, that I, th- I think th- this will work really nicely um, without a base, etc. I still kind of miss the base um, on these, even though yeah. I don't display them with it. I just think for um, – but the price point is lower. Like, the, the these are cheaper than your other artifacts, and so yep. that yep. must be partly because of – you know, the base, etc. You know, the, the fact that he's the same price is pretty impressive because yeah. with the wings and the mace, you could have expected him to be more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I, I hope they keep going. I would love to get, um, you know, Firestorm and... Um, Joker. They need Joker. to do Joker. Oh, yeah. I'd be very surprised if they don't do some of the villains, at least, you know, Penguin yeah. and Joker, like, etc. So, but, you know, I'd like to see them go a bit further. I'll be in for those. If they did those two. Oh, very good. Cool. Very nice. Well, thank you, sir. Pleasure. And moving on to my news in the uh, you can choose this or eat segment uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> we there's finally- an apple in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a, oh, there's an apple. Yeah, there is, yeah. There's one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beside your apple. Uh, about a million years ago, we saw a work in progress of Sideshow Collectibles Voltron Marquette. Uh, Marquette being the term they use when they don't want to give it a scale. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, premium format is one quarter scale. So I don't know about this is Voltron scale. Voltron scale. Voltron scale Marquette. Um, The prototype that we saw wasn't painted and it was looking pretty darn impressive and a lot of people got very, very excited. And he is now up for pre-order on the Sideshow Collectibles website. And, oh, joy, oh, joy, he looks absolutely freaking amazing. And he lights up and he's really big. He's 27 inches tall and he's awesome and he's this and he's that and he's that and he's also a freaking fortune. He will set you back. 1250 US dollars, which 
I can remember looking at it at the figure and thinking, oh, you know, this guy's going to be about 800 bucks. I can see him being 799 uh, or something like that. And so I was very surprised to see this price point. So I don't yeah. know, maybe, maybe yeah. he comes apart. <laughs> the flies are out. <laughs> that price. Well, he does have light-up eyes. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like a lot more than light up eyes for twelve hundred and fifty bucks. Um, I don't know whether even Sideshow are surprised by the price because they're offering free shipping in the US and also you will get double the reward points that you normally would. Um, normally you get five percent, you're gonna get ten percent back, which yeah, hundred and twenty five dollars is nothing to sneeze at. I think I'd rather it just be hundred and twenty five dollars cheaper. Uh, huh. anyway. So he is going to be out sometime around the middle of 2017. So start saving your pennies now. All right, moving on. And Quarantine Studios, who have been chugging along nicely, they've released statues based on a lot of fantasy figures like Death Dealer and Conan, uh, have announced a Death Becomes Her statue. This is a 1-6 scale statue, and it will cost you $220. And it is based on the illustration work of Ted Hammond, and I think they've uh, pretty much bypassed completely that this is uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Huh. I don't see any reference yeah. anywhere to any copyright holders. So yeah, <laughs> so that was uh, very nicely done indeed. This is uh, the Bride of Frankenstein done in quite a uh, sexy pinup pose, um, and she actually looks pretty good. I'm it's not really my thing. It's about 13 inches tall. She's uh, sitting on a, uh, well, a pile of skulls is really the only thing you can say. Bunch of As you do. On. Yeah, that's mm. what we, we um, pull up for dinner every night. Just all sit on our <laughs> skulls. I yeah. wonder yeah. if this was to take off the popularity of the bombshells. They said, mm. we need a line. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's nice. And if you're into your universal monsters, it'll uh, appeal to you. Now... Mm. When I saw the link for this, I thought it was going to be um, Meryl Streep with a big hole through the middle of her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was confused. Uh, <laughs> Goldie, that is Horn. Funny. Goldie Horn with a hole and Meryl Streep with a twisted head. Oh, that's right. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, very nice. Uh, that'll That's actually out soon. So you better get your $220 together quickly because it will be out in uh, the third quarter, uh, fourth quarter, 2016. All right, moving on to one that uh, I can hear poor Eddie's wallet crying uh, in pain, and that was the announcement from NECA that we are getting a Deadpool one-quarter scale action figure. And this dude is completely kitted out. He comes with uh, a whole bunch of weapons, which seems to be the thing with Deadpool now. They seem to somehow feel obligated to add a a crapload of weapons. We're getting uh, his katanas, an assault rifle, a machine pistol, pistol, knife, and a sigh, as in a Electra sigh, not a ah, John sigh. Usual kind of price, so the price point over $100. Uh, if you go to some of your better e-tailers, you'll find it for about $105. Uh, and this guy's out for November 2016, so that's a pretty darn good stocking stuffer, if you ask me. Absolutely. So what, how does this come about? Now? Is, is this just because it's is Deadpool, so Nick you get the license for this as a one-off? Or? <sighs> this is an interesting one because when I actually read a link before I saw a picture and I just automatically assumed that this was a movie figure 
because NECA have done the, the one-quarter scale action figures for the assorted uh, Avengers characters. Yeah. Uh, and then I clicked on the link, and it's very obviously comic-based. Mm. Uh, not sure what's going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of people playing in that quarter-scale articulated figure realm. Mm. Mm. So but that's to suddenly what the license does. I, I can't think of another NECA Marvel comic universe figure. This no. must be the first. So, and hopefully it's not gonna, the last. Yeah, the Punisher would look good like this as well. I was just thinking. <laughs> I, I would be up for that. And uh, yeah. please don't stop there. So oh, this looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't pre-ordered this, but I think this is a definite for me. Very nice. I just love that fact that NECA is doing something different in this scale that is so um, budget friendly, mm. uh, you know, relative to other you know things. Uh, but a quarter, the quarter scale action figure space is not one that I feel the need to inhabit. But I think that um, it's awesome that they're doing it. That's only thirty five bucks more than a figure arts. Yeah. So anyway. Speaking of other cool things that NECA have been doing, we're getting a first look uh, in a, the new Rocky series in their seven-inch line, and we're getting an Apollo Creed. And he's looking pretty cool there. We get uh, two portraits, swap-out portraits of Carl Weathers, one with the big cheesy <laughs> grin and one with the <laughs> I'm going to die by the end of this movie. Spoilers, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> wow. Is Carl, Weathers, is Carl Weathers still alive? He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So this is cool. I like it. I like it. I didn't know this line was still going. It's uh, pretty impressive. It's still good figures coming out. Look, I'm I'm really getting the feeling that uh, as NECA improve um, their production processes, they they know they've got the popularity of certain uh, licenses and characters, and they've obviously paid likeness rights and things like that. So that's why they're being um, pretty good at reissuing a lot of stuff and making them better. Um, and, I mean, for some people, they might get annoyed that we're getting those ultimate figures, you know, the ultimate Terminator figures and things like that. But all of those figures are coming out with improved articulation, uh, often with re-sculpted portraits and things like that. Um, I've picked up the new uh, NECA T800 endoskeleton, which I'll hopefully um, you know, maybe review next week or something like that. And um, so, you know, if they're constantly improving these things, uh, putting them back out there. And, and I think, Scotty, we've talked about this in terms of Marvel Legends that, you know, I keep saying that every time they release a figure that's already of a character that's already been done, it's an apology figure. But, you know, as you rightly point out, a lot of those figures generally either were crap or are really, really hard to get now. So it's uh, quite natural for them to come around again. So Just remember that the next time they're in, we're announcing new, new Marvel Legends. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> in my DNA to complain endlessly about getting characters I already have. So, But I think NECA are doing the same thing, and good on them. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. All right. Well, that wraps up the Articulated News, and uh, if you hang around for a moment more, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Of the class. 
Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, please go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. He's with us here in the now, and I'm handing over to him. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. And we'll get right into it. We'll play last week's sound for you guys. Can build higher ground and launch the heroes to safety. Drive back the evil forces. Will they escape? I'm getting a Scooby-Doo feel. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm getting a He-Man feel. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds very like the old ads when it goes, He-Man, He-Man. <laughs> In the background. Justin is probably closer, but not really. Ben, did you have a guess? Uh, look, I, uh, I've been on the forum recently, so... Uh, Blast these, uh... <laughs> uh, did, did somebody guess on the forum? I didn't think anybody got this one yet. Oh, I thought they did. Hang on, we will, we will go... Oh, okay. I, thought, I thought Hellbot was the man. I don't think this one has been guessed because nobody uh. got last week's yet either. Or, well, they did. What? Yeah, nobody got last week's. And I don't know how you didn't get the large alien figure last week, Ben. Mm. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was I was incapacitated. <laughs> okay, we'll give you that then. <laughs> um, no, nobody has got this one. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, this play it again, man. Play it again? No, it was, well, I can't. Two times I, already gone. I closed that window. <laughs> so Spit it out, John. You had the word build in there, which should have sent you down the Lego path. Oh. And um, uh. that is a uh, Lego Hobbit commercial. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Building higher ground and launching hot doors in the air. Huh. Okay. Well, obviously that one was pretty tough. We should probably play another one for next week. Maybe people will get this one. We'll play that right here. Energize, torpedo, thrusters, canopy down, dive. One more time. Energize, torpedo, thrusters, canopy down, dive. Justin. Yes. If the, the, the really intelligent listeners out there thought they knew what that was, where would they go? They would go to www.afbforum.com and find the appropriate thread, which is on which is the pegs, I believe. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Wow. Nice. Retaining stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know, despite man flu. Mmm. <laughs> Good work. And... And Ben, what would happen if they got it right? They would be awarded a coveted forum point. And Scott, if they got enough of those forum points, what could they exchange it for? Um, they could exchange it for a DVD copy of the 2015 cinema classic Jam and the Holograms. Um, yeah. Well, it was directed by John Chu, so to be fair. Yep. Worst opening weekend in American box office history or something like that. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It only cost like a few million to make. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I actually, um, 
I actually just read thing. Worst opening from a major studio in 2015, and the worst opening of all time for a film showing on more than 2,400 screams. Screens. Pulled from the, screams. Screams. Pretty, pretty close. <laughs> Pull, pulled from the U.S. theaters in just over two weeks. Um, yeah. There you go. And uh, it can all be yours. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you watch it, let us know how it was. Because we don't know. It's probably not bad. You know, like just... It's probably not terrible. It just didn't take off. And, well, there's no audience. So the, um, the classic villains from the, the comics don't show up, or the cartoon don't show up till like after the credits. Well. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. It had Molly Ringwald in it. Yeah. Oh, I love Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Should have gone. She's alone. Still so hot. <laughs> okay, um, we'll talk about this over, uh, over this soundbite. So coming up next is the toy of the week. Justin, you've got problems. I love. I still love her. I think she's. <laughs> <laughs> You from Lego the Hobbit, Gandalf and the Dwarfs are on an adventure. They need Bilbo's help to reclaim a stolen treasure. Oh no! Wargs and orcs have them trapped! You can build higher ground and launch the heroes to safety. Drive back the evil forces. Will they escape the warg attack and find the treasure? New Lego the Hobbit, each set sold separately. Visit lego.com slash the Hobbit. Ask your parents first. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And, uh, Justin, you're talking about ink blots. I am. I am indeed talking about the Play Arts Kai Rorschach figure uh, from The Watchmen, of course. So this was a gift uh, this year, the start of this year, for my birthday. Um, I believe my daughter said, hey, Dad, that thing's online from that movie that you like. <laughs> and she said, should I tell Mum to buy it for, you, for your birthday? <laughs> and so I looked at it and said, yes, you can tell your mother that. That would be good. So <laughs> it's from uh, Square Enix, and the date of release was 2014, and I got it at, in 2016, so January 2016. Um, now, this is an action figure. Uh, it is the Play Arts Kai style. Um, I have one previous Play, Art, Play Arts Kai figure, and that is the, well, they call it the 70s Batman, but it's the, the Batman that we know and love, you know, Crime Stopper Batman or 70s Batman <laughs> or 80s Batman, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that's why I got this guy as well, because I fell in love with that Batman figure, um, you know, as... Play Arts Kai have a very uh, distinct style, um, and if you think it fits well with the character, then, um, you know, each their own. That's why I got him. But anyway, it is a action figure, and it is a... Well, I got the tape measure out. It's meant to be 10, but it's, it's about 9.5 inches um, in height. Um, you actually measured it with a tape measure. I did, I do that because... Wow. Well. Just for this. I do that for every one of my toys of the week, so you know exactly how tall it is. Are you oh. serious? Yep. 
Oh, Haven't you noticed with my toys of the week, I always say they're 16 and three quarter centimeters. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Go, go on. So I actually, we picked this up from your sponsor, uh, Pop Culture, and it was $109 and it was the last one left. Hey, um, I think they were having a sale. Maybe it was the end of the Christmas sale, the New Year sale, something like that. Um, and now, if I go on to the packaging, the packaging is the Playouts Kai style with the box window. It's attached by Velcro, which has just come together again. Uh, the packaging itself is the Watchman, Watchman um, Yellow, we all know and love. It's got Rorschach on the front in a alleyway where the rain is teeming down. He's sort of looking upon the street. Uh, once you open the Velcro, there is a blurb all about Rorschach, about the... Um, doesn't go too much in the movie, so it's all about the comic book stuff. Um, there is a clear window, and it says behind you, and it's got his signature, little signature he does, and um, there's a, a picture of him on there as well. Um, it's, it's it's really well done on the back. It's got Who Watches the Watchmen, and it's got him in different poses, and um, it is pretty cool, pa- pretty cool packaging as far as that goes. Um once open, you get the the tray. Um, opening the tray up, all the accessories are in there as well, plus the stand. Now, the stand, I think Scotty's spoken about this before. I'm never going to open that stand. <laughs> it's, uh, you need a NASA degree to sort of work it out, and I really can't be bothered. So he'll just be standing on the <laughs> standing on the shelf next to Batman. Um, now, he the box, I'd say, would be collector-friendly. Once you get the tray out, it's all little compartments for the bits and pieces and, you know, in and out if you want. And mint on card, you could even open it and have the clear window so you could see all the accessories with Rorschach inside. Now, I'm going to move on to the sculpt. So another thing that uh, Play Arts are famous for is that, um, how would you say, the exaggerated sculpting. Um, So the drapery in Rorschach's... um, just say coat overcoat i guess would be best is intense <laughs> it's everywhere it's over the top <laughs> um but if you're used to that style um you know it's 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 very impressive it's it's really well done moving on to his purple um pinstripe suit you can see the leg bottoms it's the lines are all really well done and once again the drapery down to the shoes and the shoes themselves are, are really really good um what do you call the neck thing? Is it a cravat? Cravat is that what we would call it? I guess the scarf cravat that he puts under his overcoat. Um, it's really well done as Ascot. well. So, Ascot. Ascot would be perfect, I think. Uh, now, if I go on to the paint, I mentioned the pinstriping. It's it's really well done. The purple it looks dirty, and as we know, Rorschach is sort of like a, a street urchin. He, all over the streets uh, fighting crime and, and writing in his journal. Um, the coat itself, if you looked at it far away, you'd probably give the impression that it was actual leather. It's it's that well painted. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of color. Uh, there's the color palette. Wash yeah. going on. Yeah, there is for the brown. There's there must be about three or four different types of brown plus the wash with the black into the creases and highlights again with a sort of tan over the top as well. And basically the same sort of thing for the for the pinstripe legs. They got uh, you know, two or three colours of purple and then the sort of orange orangey sort of cream uh, pinstripes as well that 
go all the way down. The shoes, the shoes are filthy, so they're, they're well worn in shoes. And then if I turn even even look at the bottom um, to the soles, they look like they're worn. So there's uh, <laughs> there's a wash on the bottom of the of the soles, a two tone grey, to give the impression that um, they've they've been walked around. Um, and that goes on to the hat as well. The hat is the fedora style. It's got the the leather. Uh, sorry, the um, same colouring as the overcoat, and it's got the uh, purple ribbon to highlight. I guess his his uh, legs, which I never really noticed before that the um, the hat ribbon was was purple. So there you go. Um, hmm. Yeah. So the the application on mine, I I can't fault it because it's 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 meant to be a dirty figure. So all the cracks and crevices have gotten into with that black uh, wash and it's it's outstanding for for what it is at this size it's uh it's really well done now when i go into the articulation um there's there's about 20 20 points but it depends which style and which hands and and which part of the overcoat goes on now let me explain that so rorschach he actually separates from the waist there's a male and female pin joint and you can take the bottom of the overcoat off and you slip another part of another um, section of overcoat on. So you get two in the box and there's two peg holes for his hands to fit in. But what you do, you take the hands off at the wrist and slide the actual pegs in. So it looks like his hands are in his pocket without <laughs> actually. Um, it's and it's, yeah, it's pretty nifty. It's uh, really well done. You know, it's, uh, of course, attention to detail, which is really good. Um, so you can have him in that style with the hands in the pocket or you can have him just normal coat that goes all the way down. His belt, um, it, it can, it's on a swivel point, so you can actually have it uh, with his pockets. His overcoat, the bottom is like it's uh, wind blowing it open, so it separates over his legs. And you can move the belt straps to the left-hand side of his body to make him look like he's walking in the wind. Um, which in, once again, you know, is, it's a really thinking outside of the box um, sort of thing to do. I mean, who would think of that? It's it's pretty cool. Um, now, mm. if I go on to the um, just the uh, well, I'm going to talk about playability. So on the box, there's lots of different poses. Um, so I did notice, and I try to get him into some of the poses on the box, but I noticed that the at the base, a lot of these poses have been blacked out because he can't he can't kneel the way he does. On the box, oh, which uh, I hate it take, when that happens. Yeah, it takes away a bit of the. Um, if you wanted to get him into some sort of different poses and so forth, he, he can't kneel. He can't kneel properly. He looks too awkward. Um, and and saying that as well, there's no ab joint. They, they really couldn't have done it because of the coat. Um, so what they what they do give you is a. It's a weird joint. It's at the back, uh, halfway through his back, and it has the whole top part of his overcoat that can move back and forward. And it can only move slightly back and forward. So, you know, some of these exaggerated poses that are on the boxes, you're not going to be able to get him to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, which is which is a little disappointing. But you know, it depends if you want him in a kneeling pose or <laughs> on the on the shelf. So, I'm going to talk about the accessories now. There's there's three heads in total with this different um, ink plot um, <laughs> designs. And so, you know, as you as you read that comic book the classic comic book as he goes through separate stages of the investigation he's either surprised or angry and the ink blocks reflect that and that's also what we have here in the heads we have like a surprise look that sort of 
uh, I don't know, a wistful look and some sort of like blank stare as well. So that's, you know, another good feature. We have uh, seven hands in total. Um, so some of the hands uh, are specially formatted because in the other lot of accessories, one of the hand has the, um, the fly spray that he uses to get away from the SWAT team <laughs> uh, when he's in Warlock's house from memory. Um, and the other hands that used in conjunction with that is like a there's a base that has tinder or rolled up paper with with flames coming off the top, and so the spray is at the base of the sculpt with the flames as well. So when you put the hands together with that with the flame effect, it looks like the spray is coming directly out of the can. Um, in the box, there's two different flames. There's a longer flame and a short flame as well. <laughs> So if you want to replicate that, you can. There's a grappling gun that has uh, two two hooks. One is open more than the other one. So I guess it's like getting ready to end or he fired sort of look, but there's no there's no sort of um, uh, rope or a twine attachment. So it's it's basically just for just for posing. Um, he also comes with a rose. I think there's a couple of panels you see him put that in his lapel. Um, there's, I mentioned the fedora and the, the actual trench coat attachment to the bottom as well to give that windswept, uh, sort of walking pose. Um, so that's about it for the accessories. Oh, and the journal, oh, it comes with the journal as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty cool on the journal. It's got, uh, the dates, it's got 1984 to 1985 and it's got a rubber band around it, like a sculpted rubber band, which <laughs> is, uh, which is pretty cool as well. Um, so now I'll probably just move on to the rating. Because of the um, lying posabilities that are on the um, <laughs> on the packaging, I'm going to have to take away possibly half a point. Um, you can't really do anything about the articulation because you're going to mess up the top of half of the trench coat. So with that, Roll Shark for me gets 9.5 out of 10. Um, I, wow. I really, really like this figure. It's... It's it's probably one of my favourite figures that I own. Well, uh, excellent. That's it. That's it for world. So, oh, did dear. they end up making any other Watchmen? I was going to ask the same thing. No, I don't think they anyone. did. Yeah. No, I desperately want a Night Owl. Night Owl. I know. Uh, I was going to say I'd go a Night Owl. Yeah, and it, possibly a, a Silk Spectre if it was done if it was done well. But no, unfortunately, there is not. So that's that's a disappointing aspect of it. But you know, with Play Arts Sky, it's a, it's basically a crapshoot. You know, you don't know what's, you know. I was very surprised that this was there. I didn't know anything about this until my daughter um, told me about. It. I would have, I would have bought it uh, new when it first came out if I'd known that. But um, yeah, so great and figure. That's very nice. And uh, just to uh, digress slightly, when I was uh, a kid, I remember coming across um, Raw Shark ink blots not not because i have psychological issues um, yeah yeah uh-huh. diagnosed ones um yeah but i remember reading about them just finding the whole concept fascinating and so i used to say raw shark raw shark raw shark and then uh it was some years later i was watching a movie and throughout this movie they kept referring to raw shack yeah uh ink blots and i went oh i've been saying it wrong all this time it's actually raw shack but uh at the beginning of the show justin you said that no the correct yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm getting my information from Google because I didn't want to look like a complete idiot. And uh, <laughs> before we talked about it, and then there's a the, the Google uh, 
pronunciation tool and you can tap on it and pronounce the word as as Google defines it anyway. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. So, there you if, go. if you wanted to know when this was coming out, you should have listened to episode 119 of the Action Figure oh. Podcast. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was covered in the news. I just checked. Well, there you, there you what, go. Was Justin actually on that show? No, it was uh, your good yeah, self you, and uh, myself and Search John. every document. Pardon? Did you just search every document? I just searched Rorschach in Google Docs. There you go. And then looked at the one that was closest to the release date. Amazing. Well, thank you. Yep. Anyway, I forgot to mention, I pose him on the shelf with the uh, fly spray and the long... Uh, the that's, longer flame. That's awesome. That's very mm. clever. I do very like good. All right. Well, that wraps up our first toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. That's critical B. Attach from battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, Modoc. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. We're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is the segment where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And, John, you've been fairly quiet. What have you been up to? Uh, but I was last in the list. Oh, you confused me. Um, let's see, I got some <laughs> mystery minis. Um, I got another Five Nights at Freddy mystery mini, um, a DC mystery mini. That actually, I was kind of surprised because I was. They had like Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman, Batman, and I opened the box and it was Batman. So I was like really happy. So, yeah, you know, you you don't think you're going to get like one that you really which really um, really want. Which mystery minis are these? It's just a DC series. Um, I I don't know. I DC Universe maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Because it had like just all the heroes on it. And it was at Walmart. I don't know. Maybe it's a Walmart exclusive. Maybe. I don't know. Huh. I didn't get the variant. There's a variant Batman in blue and gray. This one's the black and gray. And and probably as of when this goes up, there'll probably be a review on TV and film toys. Um, oh. Very good. So I was at a, uh, the, the moms were in town this week um, and they stopped by and they wanted to go to a Salvation Army. To, to look for stuff to paint and so we were in there and they had like closeout stuff look like from maybe target um and they had one of those little egg transforming baymaxes and i don't have anything from big hero six so i i picked that up and um they had um six reaction buffy figures so i bought one of those mm. for three bucks so. wow. <laughs> um, yeah um that'll uh, you know, for three bucks, I couldn't say no. And then I pre-ordered uh, SH Figuarts Common Rider one for October. Wow, very good. You you won this week. Yeah, like you might have. It, you know, it's 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 weird though. I either get it seems like I'm either pre-ordering Figuarts stuff or buying mystery minis, and nothing in between. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. All right, Scotty, what about yourself? Hello. Um, hi, uh, can I say for someone who lacks, uh, order in his life, you sure play loosely with order when you're dealing with, um, the script. 
Wild and uh, crazy. I know. It's like, wow. Okay, now it's me. Well, the day I wore two different colored socks to work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was an accident, but. Okay. I was going to say, I don't believe it. <laughs> um, so I uh, happened across a great sale um, at the Australian pop culture retailer Zing. They have a, a sale, a big sale going on this weekend. And it said stickered prices only. Um, so I even got, but then one of the things that I bought that wasn't stickered was also reduced. Hooray. So mm-hmm. I got a couple of Batman black and white statues that I do not own and have often looked at and thought I should have that and just haven't got around to buying. So um, the Jim Lee Joker, um, I'm pretty sure mine is a second edition because it's, I know, a very popular um, statue. And he might, I think I might combine these two together for uh, a review. I also got the second edition of the Dave Mazzuccelli, um Batman Black and White, which is a really, really lovely piece, one that just had never caught my eye before, actually, and I saw it, and I'm like, hold on, why don't I have this? Um, <laughs> so, because I don't buy all of them, there's just way too many, um, yeah. but they're, those are both really, really nice pieces. And then I also um, got the, there's some new DC uh, Funko Pop Vinyls out this week. Um, so, I got Firestorm and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. and haven't found Black Manta yet, which is the one that I really wanted. Um, but there's also Supergirl and Power Girl out. Um, so, ah. yeah. So You know, what throws me completely with the Funko Pop vinyls is I'm so used to working on the, the basis of Sideshow you know, and their premium format statues taking 18 months to get here, even after we, you know, we talk about them, that... We talk about Funko Pop vinyls, and then a month later, they're in shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when you go in there, you're so overwhelmed. You, you <laughs> just look and you go, wow. <laughs> Where do I, I begin? Do this? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, at Black Manta today, um, they were like, oh, there's two on the computer. and mm. But then the girl actually helped me look a bit, and then I'm like, I, I'm going to have a stroke if I keep like doing this. There's just so many here. So, I mean, it's not like – you need to stress about not being able to find them. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I've, the Firestorm one just really tickled me because that is, you know, a, a classic character that's not really, oh, I suppose he's getting a bit of love at the moment, but, you know, certainly doesn't get a lot of toy um, attention. Yeah. I'll so tell you what I did say. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I saw, uh, <laughs> no, everyone talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, go. No, I saw the uh, Wonder Woman in the Invisible Jet, the pop vinyl uh, version of that, and uh, <laughs> I I think that's incredible. I'm going to get that. <laughs> yeah, the the um I got the Dorbs version for my eldest for Christmas, and she absolutely loves it. Mm. Um, I think the pop vinyl one is just clever. Like you know, it's a um yeah, really fun, yeah. really yeah. fun. Um, and then I also pre-ordered the I used my uh, shopmate address, which is the Australia Post, you, know, you can have a US address thing to order that 112 collective um, Captain America exclusive because I don't want to miss out on it. <laughs> Does Firestorm have like the translucent flames? No. Like Ghost Rider? No. They're painted? Painted flames. Oh, well. All right. Yeah. Well, I had a bit of a win, uh, and I got this um, a little while ago. I just completely forgot about it because uh, it's so big. 
that I put it in a, a plastic bag to keep it safe and, and yeah, promptly forgot. But I managed to finally pick up the Lego Simpsons Quickie Mart. Yay! For, for an absolute steal. Um, Yay! If you've never heard us bemoan Lego prices in Australia, <coughs> pardon me. Uh, they go for probably double what they are in the US, and so I um, I stalked and stalked and stalked and stalked, and then waited for it to go on sale. And uh, one of our uh, one of our brick and mortar places had a um, a one day twenty five percent off sale, and I had a a gift card to that establishment as well, which brought nice. the price down, yeah, to quite reasonable. And um, I'm hoping this is an annual thing. I'd really love to see uh, the Androids Dungeon next year. Uh, or the she. I think you will probably see the power plant first. Um, yeah, I do wonder whether it would be that, or it might be uh, Krusty school. Burger or something like that. Yeah, mm. in school. Uh, Androids, school. School. Uh, Androids Dungeon would be high up on my list. So. Most. Ah, uh-huh. not about the alcohol thing, but Mr. Burns Mansion. Ooh. All right. Well, that was fun. If no one has any other items to report, we'll be I back. Do. Yeah, Justin, yeah, well, Justin hasn't <laughs> gone yet, so... Huh? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Justin. Ah! You're, huh. you're still playing. you done him in order. Uh, yeah, I know. This is what happens when you play loose and free with the script uh, no, no, no. Uh, Custard tart. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what did you get, Justin? <laughs> um, I like uh, bold, buxom women, so <laughs> I picked up some uh, Marvel Legends... Black Cat fodder. I uh, <laughs> got three more this week. Uh, um, you know, amassing an army of them. Uh, you know, the only disappointing part is the bicep swivel to the shoulder. But anyway, um, and got the Lego minifigure skeleton, which was surprisingly hard to get from the last wave or the um, the Halloween theme wave or the monster wave. I can't remember what it was. Um, he's just uh, like a little little dude in a skeleton suit with a Halloween pail, uh, which is a pumpkin. So got that this week. So that wave is done and dusted. So nice. that's what I got. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Yeah, ready. The Disney <laughs> one. I've got some of those. but Excellent. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, now I'll say if no one has any other items to report. I think I have new TV. Ah. <laughs> Monitors, TVs. Finally moved into the HDTV world. Good on you. John is slowly becoming Batman. (laughs) (laughs) All you need to do now is um, retire the VHS and move into the the round shiny discs. Funny you say that because um, (laughs) I've actually had a Blu-ray player for... mm, I got a refurbished one really cheap for about two years ago, but I've never been able to successfully hook it to eat any of my TVs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So good now I to see you you're into the the noughties at least yeah now i uh now I have it hooked up in place of the d v d player that was up there so good work, good work all right, well, if no one has any other items to report, we'll be back with our second toy of the week. This is major Matt Mason Mattel's man in space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. The space station, protected by solar shields. The moon suit, designed for exploration. The space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. 
Well, now it's time for our second Toy of the Week. And, uh, well, John, I think you're taking the place of Adam with our, our sort of Eastern spotlight tonight. Well, yeah, you know, um, I, I will do that or I will try. I, I doubt that I can live up to Adam's, Adam's uh, you know. He's had a good run. Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you guys know that, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Common Rider. And uh, right now the show that's on the air is Common Rider Ghost. And they're on episode 30, 34. Do you guys hear that? No. Just <laughs> <laughs> yes, something on your end. Uh, uh, so uh, it's on episode 34. They got about you know 18 episodes left or whatever. Um, but whenever this came up for pre-order, this is Common Rider Spectre. Um, you know, it was obviously earlier on. I didn't know a lot about Spectre, but I really love the design. So I went ahead and ordered, pre-ordered it, and um, the character kind of evolved on the show, so it kind of worked out really well. Um, now one of the other characters evolved, and I didn't pre-order it, and I'm kind of regretting that, but that's not here nor there. Um, Common Rider Spectre is the um, secondary writer on the show, so uh, he's he's a little little different. You know, he's not the, the main, main character, but he, he shows up quite a bit. Um, this is SH Figure Arts, Bandai, Tamashi Nations. You know, that's the company. Uh, this actually just came out a few weeks ago, so it's pretty up to date in 2016. Uh, you guys know what Figure Arts are. They're kind of the you know, posable Japanese stuff. Uh, right around, I think, 35 to $40 for the price, depending on where you saw them at. Um, so... You know, right in that figure arts range. Now, the packaging on this, I've got a bunch of other um, figure arts common writers, you know, and they actually switched out the pricing for, or the not the pricing, but the packaging on these. The box is slimmer, so it's thinner, and it's also narrower, um, more more like a uh, Star Wars black kind of box almost. You know how they've kind of went to, you know, they're kind of a narrower box than the figure arts ones, which. I'm really not sure that I like because it, it, you know, I've got all these other ones in there in these little bit bigger boxes. I mean, obviously it's better for the environment and that kind of stuff, but um, it's just kind of different, you know, from the switch from a, out. A purely aesthetic point of view, I actually quite like that packaging. Well, I, I understand that, but if I didn't have other ones that were in the other boxes, you know, I, I probably, oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same style, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, the, the ghost one, you can actually see less of him. I, I think that's part of it is you can actually see less of the figure because of the way they, they have the, the, the character photo on there than, than you could on the previous ones. It seems like the previous ones, you could see the character and see more of the figure, you know, the figures just kind of covered up a little more. So I, I understand the reasons for it. I just, because I have other ones, I'm not oh, totally keen on it. So, um, so that's the packaging. Yeah, it's collector friendly. You know, it's still the slide out trays and then there's like instructions and a little cart in there and stuff. So um, kind of moving on to the figure. The, the thing I love about this particular character is in Ghost, uh, they they transform into, you know, they're, they're all based on um, powers of uh, spirits. So they, they're, you know, soul, basically souls of uh, like Houdini, Edison, um some Japanese historical figures. Um, but they really went with a, instead of being very bug-like, it still retains a little of that common Rider bug-like 
um, look, but um, this guy actually has two horns that come out of the middle of his forehead, almost Hellboy-like, and it really, to me, evoked that Japanese um, demon look a bit, you know, that spirit world demon look. Uh, they're chrome. There's actually a little note on the instruction sheet that says the points are sharp. And um, I was changing the hands on this guy, and I will tell you the points are sharp on that head <laughs> if you close your hand around them. So, um, yes, that, that is something to be aware of. Uh, the sculpt looks pretty good. Uh, when they change their different spirit forms, there's like a base suit underneath, and then um, they get like a hoodie, and the hoodie has different colors on it, and uh, um, it has a hood up when they first transform, um, and then they put the hood back. Uh, so that hoodie is like a separate vinyl piece over top of the figure. Um, what I was surprised about is he still has quite a bit of motion in his chest because it'll, it'll pop up, but, um, you know, he still has that. It, it's still the, you know, that's where most of the, the sculpting is. And, you know, otherwise he's pretty much a guy in a suit and the head, you know, is, is the other part of it. Uh, kind of a neat thing that they did because they know when they transform, they, they have the hood up and then they, almost immediately popped the hood down, but they included pieces for both hood up and hood down versions. So you can, you can pop that off in the, the hood up version. You actually pull out a little tiny piece in the back of his head and it opens up a peg hole. So that hood up version will actually peg into his head. So you can turn it as you turn his head, it'll, it'll stay with it. Um, and then, you know, there's like this little tiny piece you put back in for the hood down version. And then, the hood down version actually pegs into, I think, his back in a little spot. So it's kind of different. The, the, the head itself looks really good. I mean, it looks like a, uh, the, the mask on the show. Um, it's got all the little uh, outline done in silver. The paintwork is, is pretty flawless. The horns are two-tone blue and, and silver, um, and they're done really well. The one thing I, when you see the character in the show, it almost looks like the mask is a solid color blue. But with most of their common rider figures for the eyes, they do a, like a clear plastic with a texture on the inside. So it looks smooth on the outside. And then it has like kind of these little reflective surfaces on the inside. And it, it, it just gives that bug eye effect. Well, they did that under the, his eyes are black. And then the rest of his face has that effect. And I saw some close-ups from the show and it looks like that. It just normally, when you're watching it, it doesn't look that um, broken up with a pattern. It normally mm. looks more solid, so um, that's probably my my worst um, complaint about this figure. Um, I, I got it, and I, I I looked at it, and I'm like, I'm okay with it. And then I looked at pictures, and I'm like, ah, I'm still okay with it, but I, I can see where it's a little different because um, I think his eyes and the the pattern around his eyes that's painted on in the black would have would have showed up a little better on a solid color, but it, it's really a minor a minor um, nitpick. Um, speaking of paint, he does have his logo painted on his chest. That's done, you know, it's a big eyeball um, because they're, they're souls that they use to, to transform powers are um, in what's called icons, which are these little eyeball things that they pop into their, their, their transforming device, you know, their driver on their belt. Um, his actually has two horns, which I didn't realize at, at first. Um, and just the regular, the, the primary writer ghost, he, his has one. So um, I didn't realize his symbol was that different until just recently. Um, around the whole figure, though, there are different areas where it's, it's painted blue. Um, and I thought when I saw the, the online pictures of this, it would just be a solid color. But when I was taking pictures of him, I kind of noticed that uh, there's actually a bit of metal flake in there. So all of the blue areas kind of pop 
with a, with a little bit of glitter in them, so they, they have a little bit of shine to them, like a metallic almost. Well, obviously, it is metallic, but uh, so like the the hoodie collar and stuff. You know, it's got that blue uh, metallic flake in it. It really just kind of pops and shines. Um, I mean, even here with my just you know, I've got my monitor lights on him, and, and you can just see the you know the blues kind of popping off a little bit. So. Uh, one weird thing I couldn't figure out at first is, um, here, if, if you can hear that little noise, um, when I first got him out of the package, I was like, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. And it's actually, if you're, you're familiar with, uh, figure arts, they put a little piece up in the, the shoulder to, um, kind of fill in the gap, um, between the shoulder and the arm. And it, it, it's it's movable so that you know as you move the shoulder it, it moves around, but because of his coat he has a, a sculpted piece on the upper part of his arm that's the 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 sleeve of the coat and then the coat itself you don't actually ever see that piece and so you don't see it moving like uh like when you hear it, it, it you don't see it and it's just kind of confusing at first so. Hmm. Um, you know, this guy has all the regular figure arts articulation so you know he's got knees and elbows and hands and ankles and you know everything you would expect one thing i did learn after i wrote my review for tv and film toys i had him on my desk i thought oh i'm gonna i'm gonna put him in a kneeling pose and do this with him and um yeah his knee pads actually pop off if you're you know, if you're not paying attention so um something to, to keep in mind they just pop right back in uh, little pockets but they 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 do pop off so uh, keep that in mind um Sculpted on his belt, I had mentioned he has his driver where where they, they do the transformation. It's got a, a big orange handle, and it's actually done in uh, two pieces as well. Um, so it's got the front cover that kind of it pivots a little bit. It doesn't actually pivot as much as it does on the show, but um, you know it, it, it is translucent like it, it's shown on the show. Um, you can see a little uh, icon in the middle of it that, that is his, his form that he's in. So you can see that it, it actually looks like it does in the show. It looks like a giant eyeball on his belt. Um, and then underneath it's sculpted out like, like the actual driver sculpted out. It looks like a, like a mechanical monster face almost with a, a one eye. Um, and, and that's underneath that plastic cover. You can pop it off if you want. I, I don't know that they've, they've only shown that driver without the cover once, I think. And I can't remember what the reasoning behind it was, but um, you know, it, 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 all the details there. So that's kind of cool. Um, being figures, you know, this guy's going to come with, um, some hands, of course. So he comes with his, uh, punchy hands and then he comes with three other sets of hands, um, kind of grippy hands, gun hands, and something that's in between maybe pointy hands. I don't know. Um, I still haven't figured out what all the different hands are really, really for. Um, I mean, there's, there's a couple of them that are specific to holding his weapon, which he also comes with. Um, I did have some problems swapping one of the left hands. I couldn't get it on and off. Um, and that's actually how I ended up jabbing the points of his head into my hand, into the palm of my other hand. Yeah. Um, just trying to get that off. I I couldn't get it lined up and and in there where it would snap in real well. Kind of like what you were talking about with last week. I think Scott, um, with the, you know, with the one twelve collective figure, um, you know, it was just that one of those open ones. I just couldn't get the right angle on it to get it into the little um, ball and socket joint. So um, he does come with his uh, signature weapon, which is the, I want to make sure I get this right. It's the Gan gun hand. Um, so it's kind of a long, it looks like almost like a long shotgun. It's got an orange slide handle underneath it. And then at the end, um, 
depending on when he's using it, it has like a handpiece that flips forward or flips back. So he can use it as a, a striking weapon or a gun weapon, depending on which way he's got it uh, kind of out. So, um, you know, and, and the, the, that piece is just really the accessory pieces on, on all the figure art stuff. I really think make them stand out from, say, some of the American um, releases because the accessory pieces have just as much detail in them. I mean, there's, you know, three different color paints and then a clear plastic piece. The slide works. The hand piece at the end works. So, you know, it just looks fantastic. Um, I, I really love that. Now, this guy is a first release uh, of the figure art. So normally their first releases come with some extra pieces. And he came with um, five sets of icons, the little transforming where they keep their little soul things to transform with. Um, so there's four of them that are all the same color. And then there's one special one that's pink that... Um, relates to something in the show that I'm not going to talk about because it might be a spoiler if people are watching it and they're just starting it. So I'm not going to talk about it, but there is one that's different and it's, it's different for a particular reason. So, um, those are kind of a cool little pack in, uh, just because, you know, that's like I said, that's what they use to transform and, um, they're tiny, you know, they're, they're on that pre lost level. Um, just because they're, they are very tiny. I dropped one on the carpet. It took me a little bit to find it. Um, but he has one of his hands that can hold them. Where actually probably a couple of them can hold them. So um, overall, though, you know, I, I for a character that isn't my favorite character on the show, I, I love the design, the blue and the double horns and, and everything. And, um, you know, obviously he's got all the articulation and accessories that you can want. Uh, I, I really I, I went I'd have to for our purposes, go 10 out of 10 because he mm. just is that that perfect representation of the character. You know, I, I was taking pictures for, for my review and um, I, I've had this happen with, with other figure art stuff is you just start taking pictures and it's like, oh, I need a picture with this. Oh, I need a picture like this. I need a picture like this. And, uh, you know, you, you pretty soon you realize you spent, you know, 20 minutes taking pictures and, yeah. and you, you can't fit them. You can't fit them all in. Um, you know, I've, I, I've had some Marvel Legends, picked up some Marvel Legends. I haven't bought them. But, um, you know, people have either had them for sale or whatever, and you, you kind of pick them up. And what I've noticed is it's hard to get them if they, they're just kind of been in the package and you take them out to get them in that first pose. Mm. Um, this guy, because of the way they're packaged and everything, you take them out and he is just ready to go. And, and I, I love that about all the figure art stuff is it's just little representations of the character. You pull them out of the package and they are ready to go. And you just start posing them, and then they end up in these neat poses, and they, they look like little people on your desk or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and I just I I love that I love that about this line, um, you know. And these are the first ones I've ordered for a current show, so um, it's kind of cool just to to see the you know the show still on and uh, have these little representations in hand. Um, so, so it's kind of cool. Very good. Excellent. Very nice. I do like that. That is a, a slick looking figure and uh, I really don't like it when you guys talk about them because, you know, you, you talk them up and I like the look and then I have to quickly move on. <laughs> yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love the paint on this. It's very striking, I think. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of those ones where you sort of go, yeah, I just like to get one, you know, just look cool in amongst all my other one-offs and then you quickly fall down that slippery slope. Well, I, I really think that if you are a toy collector, you know, not, hey, I'm a particular collector, but if you're just a toy collector, you know, of the modern toys, 
I, I think you owe it to yourself to at least get one figure art just mm. to to experience what I was talking about, to experience, hey, I'm taking it out of the package and and, and, and understanding the post you know, the postability mm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, John. And uh, coming up after this short break is our third and final toy of the week. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh, no. It's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Whack! Time to get out of here. Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures. Out now. Well, now we're coming up to that part of the show where Mr. Scotty brings us the third and final Toy of the Week. Take it away, sir. Thank you very much. I am tonight reviewing the DC Collectibles Babs Tara Batgirl statue. So there are two different versions of this sculpt out. This originally came out as a Batman black and white uh, statue and then was resized and reissued as simply a Batgirl statue in color. And that's the version that I am reviewing tonight. So I was a bit uh, unhappy when this was solicited as a black and white statue, A, because uh, being the most modern version of Batgirl uh, to be the first one done in the line, I was a bit annoyed with. Um, There are definitely some classic uh, Batgirl versions, I really hope that we do see in the black and white line. So just jumping straight to the, um, well, this definitely has been quite a popular iteration of Batgirl in the comics. Um, it be jumping straight to that as the you know latest flash in the pan was a bit annoying for me. Um, but I probably still would have added it to the black and white line just because I really do love that line. However, when it came out, um, it really is not well scaled to the line at all. Um, I'm not quite sure what the thinking was there, but she the it's about seven and a quarter inches tall, and it's about the same height as your average Batman statue. So a real... Um, fail scale wise, where the majority, the rest of the line actually scales really nicely um, on the shelf. So that made it a pass for me. Um, when it came out in the color version, then I, you know, wasn't necessarily um, rushing to get it. Again, being really modern, but I mentioned a couple weeks ago in Feeding the Addiction, I actually got this at a really good price on sale and decided to give it a go. So this was a a 2016 release and acquisition. Um, The sculpt, which is the same sculpt as the um, black and white statues done by a sculptor called Irene Matara, who I had not heard of until I researched for this. And then I discovered that she's actually the sculptor of the um, original a couple of waves of the Batman animated action figure line um, and has done some other stuff for DC collectibles as well. So we like her um, because I definitely love those, uh, those figures. Um, So this is about 12 and a half inches tall. Um, It is a straight resize of the, the Batman black and white sculpt, but then on a different base, all the Batman black and white, um, statues are on the same base. Um, 
this is on a round black base with then the yellow Batgirl symbol sculpted into it, which is actually kind of uh, really nicely done. It's not just painted on, it's actually uh, sculpted in very nicely. And uh, then she's popped up there standing on it. Um, so the pose is quite cute. You know, this is a kind of younger styling and version of Batgirl. Um, the the second iteration of her in the New 52, quite a, a change in direction, um, which I personally, story-wise, wasn't really a, a fan of. But again, it has definitely been a popular version of Batgirl. Um, Sculpt-wise, this is really strong, um, really nice lines, um, everything uh, sculpted, not just left for uh, the painting to do, which I think is always great. Um, her cape uh, is uh, very nicely sculpted, um, lovely head sculpt, and all of the details in her um, outfit um, really, really nicely done. One thing that I noticed, oh, I skipped packaging, and I do want to mention, um, I mentioned when I reviewed the Green Arrow and Black Canary statue of DC Collectibles that I was a bit put off that it actually, um, rather than just having uh, artwork and photos of the item, had a uh, picture of this statue on the back kind of advertising this is out now as well. And sad to say, this box has the same. It has got Green Arrow and Black Canary on the back. And I really hope that doesn't become a trend because these two things have nothing to do with each other. Um, it's not like a line of action figures or um, that, you know, have come out at the same time, etc. These statues, are, I think, are, you know, more timeless. Um, certainly the packaging, etc., is the sort of stuff that a statue collector never gets rid of. So if I still own this in 10 years, I'm still going to have that box. And, and so having an unrelated piece uh, as prominently photographed on it is something that is not really going to resonate with me. And so please, 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 I hope this is not a trend. Um, fair enough when it's things like the bombshells line that you show the next couple that are coming up because you're collecting that line, etc. But pieces that have nothing to do with each other are just annoying. Anyway, um, the other thing that I mentioned when I was reviewing the Green Arrow Black Canary um, line is that, again, it, I, I can't tell for sure, but it felt like on that piece that the flesh-colored uh, elements of the sculpt were actually cast in that not painted, and it feels the same here. Um, you have to kind of really look at it to... Um, to work it out. I, I don't understand why this has become a thing. I've noticed it in quite a number of the uh, pieces that Journal Giant is doing for DC collectibles, things like the uh, Gotham City Garage pieces with Catwoman and uh, well, not so much Harley Quinn because she doesn't have the Caucasian flesh um, color. Um, but I, I don't like it. I think it just kind of adds a a different texture and look and feels cheaper to me. Um, I'm not quite sure why that actually saves money as opposed to just painting. Um, so never a fan of that when I see that happening. Um, but otherwise I don't really have any complaints um, on this. I've got one very tiny um, smudge on the yellow band that on her leg that's holding 
uh, part of her her belt together. Um, it, hardly noticeable, but is there. Otherwise, the paint is pretty flawless. Um, one thing which I did uh, uh, when I got mine, I, like I said, I got this on sale, and I did get it from a Zing retailer. When I actually got it home and got it out of the box, um, she's got two pegs in the foot that's resting on the base because the other one, the heel is up and one of the pegs was actually broken and stuck in the base. Um, so I, mm. yeah, but because I got it on sale, I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, mm. sh- sh- <laughs> yeah, stretch too much about that. Um, if I was Ben, I would have gotten out my, you know, files and chisels and <laughs> whatever, but, you know, I, I'm me and it stands fine. So, who cares? <laughs> um, I guess the other comment about this is that it, it's quite an interesting um, trend. I think in terms of statues, this is kind of one of the first examples I can think of where the uh, th- uh, we're getting something resized and in different versions so quickly. Um, I think it's fine because the the black and white obviously is a niche thing that wouldn't necessarily attract a lot of people that do like this character and would buy the piece. Um, but this piece being 12 and a half inches um, tall, it, it doesn't scale with any kind of other pieces. It's really a standalone piece. So it's not, you know, in the same scale as cover girls or, you know, something like that. So I'm not a hundred percent sure why, they chose to to do this, um, but on its own, it's actually a really lovely piece, and so I'm I'm actually glad that I got it. I am a Barbara Gordon Batgirl fan. This isn't my favorite uh, iteration of her for the comics, but it's actually a really fun piece. Um, both my kids have commented that they really like it, and I think that that's been kind of part of the appeal of this particular version of Batgirl as it resonates with um, you know female readers and younger fans and that's great and and I'm definitely glad that I've got it in my um, collection I do um, think that the the scale choice is a bit odd I probably would have preferred just a little bit smaller to scale more with something like cover girls etc um, and I also uh, again am not a fan of this casting things in a color rather than painting. You know, I, the, these statues to me, part of the appeal of them is, you know, hand painted. And to me, that should be the whole hog. So I'm going to go a solid eight dollies um, for this piece. I, I do like it. Mm. I'm glad I've got it. Um, but obviously yeah. a couple of little quibbles. Does the, does the green in person in her eyes look a little less vibrant? Uh, no, actually, I'm glad you. I'm glad you commented on that because that's something that I did want to comment on as well. Um, like her, her green eyes are very bright, um, and uh, it's quite a cosmic um, color for uh, a statue. Um, they are, but yeah, they are. They're quite bright. They're quite striking. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, very nice. Well, thank you, sir. Jolly good. All right. Well, that was our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll be running through some feedback before we wrap things up. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. 
Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out, like these next couple of pieces of feedback. And, uh, John, you've got some Gambit news. Well, Justin C. came on to say after our ABCs of uh, toy collecting that it took forever to find that crappy Gambit figure when I was a kid. It sure was an <laughs> awesome day when it finally happened, though. And, you know, like I was saying, I think that was some of the joy of that Toy Biz line. You could find mm. whatever character you wanted in it. And, you know, it may not be the best representation, but at least you had a you finally had an action figure of some of your favorite comic characters. Yeah. So they did a hell of a lot of them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Excellent. Good work, Justin. Good work, John. And uh, Scotty, you're following up some Marvel Legends oh, yes, or well, lack thereof. We had some other feedback on episode 223 from Raymond, and he said, you guys didn't really dissect the Marvel Legends 45 minutes of my life wasted. <coughs> so, as always, uh, more than happy to offer you a complete refund for what you paid for the content that we provided to you. Mm. Um, so... There you go. I thought maybe he was expecting us to get scalpels out and, you know. Yeah, we didn't cut, actually cut, take cut it apart. Cut yeah. Namor into sushi. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I articulation. Think, so when I post the shows on Facebook, I often say, like, you know, we've got, this is what's in the show. There's Marvel Legends, there's this, there's that. But then there's a picture of, you know, that thing that, so anyway, sorry if our advertising didn't um hmm. for you. Of course, we also then in the intro say what it is that we're covering so there you go i wonder if he was expecting the whole wave maybe uh, i have no idea hmm. anyway sorry raymond uh refund. sorry raymond yeah in fact i'll give you back double what you paid cool Bargain. I'm, not, I'm not sorry that sounds like my uh weekly afb salary mm. Mm. all right chaps what brings us to the end of another episode good effort love you raymond <laughs> love you guys <laughs> Everyone's enjoying Everybody. the week off, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> very good. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, thank you. Same time next week. Yeah. Thank you for talking. That's spader neutered. Bye. Excelsior. And your Raymonds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Do you know, I actually should have mentioned it in the segment, but another reason why that comic accurate quarter scale Deadpool is actually a pretty cool thing is if you collect um, Sideshow Premium formats and you don't have enough money for a Deadpool, 
that could uh, slot nicely into your collection. And while it's you know it's it's not made of um, polystone, it certainly would look perfectly fine next to your other ones. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's why that's why I asked the question. Is going to be like a, open the door to other things? It's going to be pretty good if it does. Yeah. Well, they've done actually done quite a few of these now. Like they've got Batman uh, movie ones and. Mm, mm. Yeah, every now and then I see them. Oh, I miss the um, uh, the the Terminator endoskeleton. Who can build higher ground and launch the heroes to safety? Mars. Drive back the evil forces. With oh, yes. Gem and the holograms. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's out on DVD. Buy it and burn it. Does Firestorm have, like, the translucent flames? No. Like Ghost Rider? No. They're painted? Painted flames. Oh, well. All right. Yep. I guess I'll, I think we've lost Ben. Yep. Yep. Okay. Should oh. we wait or should I? <laughs> well, now that you've said we've lost Ben, we might as well break and all. <laughs> I didn't know what we are doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems you handled it so deftly. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm new to this. <laughs> yeah. Did you say you're I, nude to this? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> um <laughs> Well It's I, my first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like um you know, not like you're on the very first episode of the show. No, not at all. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> kind of knew I was going on. Where you been? <laughs> was going on about oh, Captain America Shield. I was here America the whole Shield, time. Yeah, I was. I yeah, was. The, I was yeah okay. No, no, it's because when he did it, and then in issue 276, he vision. <laughs> 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 okay. Friggin' chocolate tort. No worries. I'll count you back in. I'll count in and you, and you can mention that, okay? <clears throat> no, no, just... Sorry, keep going. Oh, but then we're going to sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dumber than normal. 